Hello everyone, welcome back to Horror House, everyone's favourite stupid horror podcast, hosted by me, Morgan Robinson, and joining me today for this, what will be either two parts or an outrageously long episode, if it's two parts you know why it's two parts, we're talking about Scooby-Doo, because that has roots in horror, and it's like... It is the best animated television show of all time. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The original. So, we're talking about that because why not? Um, but joining me, of course, is Mr. Nolan Dean. How are you doing, buddy? Blake, thanks for having me on, man. And the Shaggy impressions have started early. That was a terrible impression of Shaggy. I could tell it was, though. Which is the most important thing. I could tell it was an impression of Shaggy. Um, before we start going off on that, um, obviously Kong Skull Island came out. As of this recording, it came out in the UK yesterday, and I think it comes out in the US today, actually. We're recording this on Friday. Um, but yeah, I saw that. I did not see Kong Skull Island. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm just I'm just going to say there will be a picture show episode on that, where, and I had to wait for the only person that I know that loves King Kong above all other things, Billy Pollahan, is currently and celebrating his 21st birthday in the Dominican Republic, I believe. So hopefully he's not on Skull Island. Hopefully he isn't. He hasn't actually gone to Skull Island, but um, we're going to wait until he gets back. We're going to be nice to Billy. Wait until he gets back, and then we're going to do that picture show episode, which I think will be. Um, it might even be on the same day as the uh, episode for Get Out. So that should, should be a nice. Forward to that one. Should be a nice big day of picture show. Um, some point next week, probably. Um, anyway, Scooby-Doo, yeah, this is going to be a very, very monster, uh, go, should we tell them how this came about, um, we can, we, I think we'll, we can sort of ease into that, maybe throughout the episode, like, and then just go off on a, uh, wild tangent when we tell anyone listening why we've been talking about Scooby-Doo for the last well for a, a week weeks now probably oh, I think I, I just brought it up one day on a hangout which we do pretty regularly now and then we just we talked for four straight hours about Scooby-Doo monsters and turns out we're both huge fans of the show we are and I think we're going to do that for about that length now so <laughs> right Scooby Doo Where Are You 1969 to 1970 only about 24 episodes or something like that is incredible it's where everybody knows Scooby Doo from proper cast Frank Welker Casey Chasm all those people but this being a horror show, we've got to focus on the monsters. So. The best part of the show. 
Yes, of course. First episode of Scooby-Doo Where Are You? The first first ever time we saw Scooby-Doo on screen, we had the Black Knight as the monster. Ah, what a great villain to start off with. And he's probably one of the more iconic Scooby-Doo villains. And uh, if you want to go off and say what you think about the Black Knight, I'll let you go. It's your show, man. Well, I mean, the Black Knight... Now, as far as usually... Scooby-Doo, well, with the exception of some, usually Scooby-Doo monsters have pretty sort of discernible face. Um, think of think of some we're, we're going to bring up, obviously, later. Um, but the Black Knight is, is very sort of... It's a very basic monster to start off with. But I think that's, I think that's why he's so sort of iconic, because he's just simple... They didn't. It, this was the simplicity executed perfectly. Exactly. You know, this was way before they decided to go and do some stupid stuff that they did in like the eighties. Um, oh yeah. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, Scooby Doo. Where are you? Started with the Black Knight in, as you'd expect, in a castle somewhere. And what this is all this is just all traditional Scooby Doo things. These castles and portraits that are moving. Museums. And, yeah. Museum stuff like that. And of course the Black Knight that comes alive. Um now I can't remember the the uh the name of the guy who was in the Black Knight. Um Jeremiah Wickles. There you go, see, you're getting all the trivia. Now you're getting the trivia right off the bat. Jeremiah is a fantastic name. Uh, I, be I believe for this episode, when it premiered, we weren't used to the whole it's going to be unmasked at the end. So for a lot of this episode, you actually believe they're going up against this fantastical monster. Oh. And it's pretty damn frightening. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nobody knew what Scooby Doo was, so nobody knew about the whole. You know, unmasking, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. No one knew that existed. So this was just kind of a scary... That quote, though. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously in, in 1969 they didn't. When the first people were watching Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Um, but they soon would. They would, definitely. I mean... Yeah, sort of... You forget that... Aside from the sort of fun nature of Scooby-Doo, the obviously if you don't know that, I mean obviously everyone does, but if you don't know or if you don't sort of think about straight away the fact that there is obviously just a person underneath that mask, these monsters are very, very relentless. Yeah, some of them even have supernatural abilities, which the show just takes and just has fun with it. It doesn't care about explaining why they exactly. do certain things, and even when they do try to explain it, it does come off as ridiculous. But that's a whole—that's the whole point of the fun of the series. That's what makes it great. Exactly. It's not—you know—it's not supposed to be taken as a serious show. It's something you stick on for twenty minutes or however long the episodes are, and just enjoy watching, because obviously you get the stupid humor. <laughs> which is apparent in every single episode of every single Scooby-Doo thing that has ever been created, is just the stupid humour of Shaggy and Scooby. 
just stick oddly works in Scooby Doo though. It does come it would come off in any other show as kind of annoying and you're just like, okay, get back to the monster, but for the tone of Scooby Doo, the slapstick stuff totally works. And it's actually quite funny. It is def and I mean some of my favourite parts are when in just in general Scooby Doo now is when the um particularly in the chase montages that Scooby-Doo Where Are You has uh, some great ones, but it's when Shaggy and Scooby decide to dress up as like makeup artists or something and just sort of say, oh come on Mr. Ghost, we'll just make, make, make you up, get you angry and then run away again and I that always makes me laugh, stuff like that it's a fun thing for their characters as well because you know Shaggy and Scooby are portrayed as very cowardly but out of all of the gang they are the ones that go up against the monsters the most they're they're arguably the bravest ones but they just don't know how to show it at first it's like good character <laughs> development I mean that's a that's a good point really because you don't really think about that too much Shaggy and Scooby definitely see more ghost action than the other three whether that is because obviously it's more funny to watch Shaggy and Scooby scream and run away with all the fun sound effects that comes with all that uh, than maybe, you know, watching Fred go, oh, this isn't really a ghost at all, and Velma going, I know who this ghost is. It's more fun to just hear zoinks and just run away. It's just fun. They're the heart it's of fun. the show. They are, the absolutely. The characters, they do their part, but Shaggy and Scooby are the ones that you relate to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everybody knows Zoinks. Everybody. Everybody does. Everybody knows Zoinks. More so than Jinkies or Jeepers or any of the other people's catchphrases. Because they all have catchphrases. What's Fred's catchphrase? Would you say let up, let's split up and look for clues? Probably. I don't really think he... Actually, I think I know what his catchphrase is. It's watch the ascot. <laughs> the ascots. <laughs> he does love his ascots. He does love his ascots. In uh, in later series, he sort of... Uh, he gets rid of the ascot. But, uh... Probably because he realised how ridiculous <laughs> it looked. Classic, classic Fred. Uh... Always, always loves his ascot. Um, but yeah, the Black Knight was the first ever episode of Scooby Doo that we saw on television, and that was followed by I know one of your favourites, which is Captain Cutler. That is one of the creepiest ones they've ever done. And sadly, in this video game I played of Scooby Doo, they had Captain Cutler as a villain, but they called him the Ghost Diver. And that took away some of the cool mythology that was there for Captain Cutler, because this was the first one where the ghost was actually the real person pretending to be their ghost. Yeah. And you know me, I love underwater creepy horror stuff. So that might be a jam. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, if, right, maybe some people listening to this are not as big a um, Scooby-Doo fans as we clearly are. So, should we give a little description as to the sort of aesthetic? I'll put a picture, if you're watching this on YouTube, 
I'll put pictures up each sort of episode we, and monster we talk about. So you'll be able... But Captain Cutler, he's basically in a an old yellow, yellowish sort of diver's costume, metal diver's costume with a big circular head and a glass window for like... And he glows and has seaweed on seaweed him and has a creepy moan whenever he's yeah. around. That's some that's some of the best parts. Like some Scooby Doo monsters have seriously good sort of laughs, groans, screams, roars, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I know, I know there's one particular one that we'll br- be bringing up in a short while that sticks with uh, you in particular. But Captain Cutler. Oh yes. You know. I I like lake based horror. Now, like you know, creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. Jaws, that kind of thing. Yeah, water-based horror. Someone coming out of the water. I mean, this isn't in the same style as Creature from the Black Lagoon or anything like that because Captain Cutler is not a lizard man or fish man or whatever your class Creature from the Black Lagoon as. He's just a, a a guy, a ghost of a guy who is the actual guy that comes out of the just lake and just scares people and it's when like again when Scooby-Doo started they were going for like all the sort of they did because they did Haunted Castle which was the Black Knight followed it up with you know a lake and then they do it they're doing loads of haunted houses they do a particularly excellent episode in a Funland amusement park. Um, oh yes, that's the that's Charlie the Funland that's robot. That's Charlie Charlie the Funland robot. That now that is one of my favourite episodes. Just in terms of an episode, like there are there are monsters that I prefer more than Charlie, and you'll see what Charlie looks like now. He's basically just a blue robot with glowing eyes. Um, but, it's like Captain Cutler in that sense, though, that they have such unique designs. You immediately will recognise Captain Cutler. You'll immediately recognise Charlie the Funland robot. And because they're not trying to look scary, they have like really simple designs, but it comes off as more effective. It's more like how these characters interact with the mystery gang that makes them scary than their actual designs themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Charlie, you know, the the, the sound effects of Charlie are pretty good like the very sort of noticeable the the mystery ink always brings them up like well there's that noise again and it's just like it's it's sort of uh, if you heard that in the dark it's terrifying it's it's very sort of 50s style sci-fi horror sound it the sound that he gives off is like something from you know another world you know all that sort of 50s stuff but an amusement park that's ultimately a great setting for a monster of course i'm always a fan of setting any sort of creepy thing in an amusement park because they work so well because despite how yeah because you know despite how um fun amusement parks are you can't deny that some parts of amusement parks are just naturally weird and eerie. 
like halls of mirrors and um the music of an amusement park as well the old school music of an amusement park i it for me i don't associate it with fun as much as i do oh wait a minute there's something going on it's this fun is in the creepy. daytime when everyone's having a good time exactly. but you go to an abandoned amusement park at night where no one's there it suddenly becomes terrifying as hell and charlie helps to sell that perfectly even though he's just a robot he is but i mean you know it's all a case of wait a minute this amusement park has been you know it's it's closed why are all the lights on why are, why is everything running and it's just charlie just walking about very fast by the way like oh, i have yeah. i have watched a lot of scooby-doo in preparation for this episode um <laughs> the speed that charlie walks at is ridiculous he could give michael myers a run for his money he's like the terminator i guess for scooby-doo. he is the scooby-doo version of the terminator is charlie Think... Only he was voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh God! Well, there's no voice to Charlie, though, is there? There's no, no voice to Charlie. He, he he just got that weird, old school sci-fi, sort of siren-like sound. Yeah, it's more creepy that way. It's very creepy. It, it, that it is very creepy. I mean, amusement anything with an amusement park, anything with an amusement park at night is just perfect to me and it's why it's why i love the um finale of a particular scooby-doo movie that we might talk about later as well oh yes uh <laughs> yes the, you've got forward to that one you've got charlie who's awesome i you i i also like now this is all sticking with the original scooby-doo where are you series I like the look of the ghost of Elias Kingston. That's from the episode What the Hex is Going On, right? Um, I don't know, I'm not sure of the episode title, but he's... He, he doesn't... He's, there's nothing, right, like, overly special about him. There's nothing that necessarily stands out about his look. Obviously, you've got the picture on screen now, but, I mean, the guy's blue, and he's got a massive chin and he just he just wears a, a black coat but he's really gaunt and just dark looking I feel like he's a throwback to those kind of like statuesque figures that you had in all these classic horror things like I guess you could compare him to Dracula in a way well I mean the, he's hardly charming but I get where you're coming from like his presence feels yeah. similar to like Dracula. He's he's in he's got an intimidating presence to him, for sure. Um but I, I like I like that guy's design. He's uh, he's very cool. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give that episode a watch. I didn't see that in preparation for this, but it was on my radar. I have just Elias Kingston, that sounds like something yeah. from a classic horror novel. Exactly. Th these names are just the names are often better than the actual look of the uh, ghosts themselves because the names just sound like something out of eight, you know 19th century gothic horror 
you can tell there's a lot of love for horror from the creators with these guys. They didn't just want to make a stupid show. They exactly. wanted to make something that would actually kind of scare kids, but not enough to give them nightmares. It's kind of similar to what Arnold Stein did with Goosebumps, I feel. That's yeah. what Scooby-Doo was back in the 60s. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about it on this show. Who knows? We might be, actually. But we wouldn't be talking about it on this show if it didn't have its roots in its love of horror because it's just plainly obvious from all of these especially Scooby-Doo where are you oh, you cannot beat the classics when it comes to Scooby-Doo no absolutely not I mean yeah what other, what others did you uh, want to talk about from where are you because I've got well, there's one that sticks out to me because he's got a really cool design and like some of the other monsters he doesn't have any dialogue he's just got an intimidating presence and this really creepy as hell laugh and best of all this episode is set in an airfield i'm talking about spooky space cook yes starring the space cook yes the space cook basically again just a. Uh big built metal sort of robot thing with a flashing skull face and uh, a creepy as hell laugh and a very very creepy laugh I'll put a little sound bite right here oh, did, it, did you enjoy I that laugh tone once <laughs> oh that's that's outstanding waking up to that in the night is it's something else oh yes this is this is why I have my alarm, the alarm tone that I have that gets me up in the morning is the Suspiria theme tune. Oh, that is a great theme tune. If you were making an episode about horror scores, that you yes. could talk about that for the whole episode. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I love I love waking up to scary music. I think it's great having the space cooks laugh as a ringtone oh. is incredible I'm not even going to try and do it I mean you've already heard it if, you, if you're listening to the episode because I've put it in somewhere but um, I, don't, I don't know if I could nail that one it's very high pitched it's very very high pitched but um, yeah it is it's it's setting that abandoned airfield and already you've got like that sci-fi blend with horror like, yeah you know, it came from outer space and I guess you could say alien in a way yeah, in a way, I mean, definitely. You know, the um, the the ship that the space cook, uh, you know, comes down in is pretty pretty cool looking as well. To be fair, it's that oh, straight out of War of the Worlds. Yeah, it's again. You know, this is it takes a lot of influence in in the more sci fi episodes. It takes a lot of influence from the fifties. And the stuff we saw then. Another thing with the space cook is, I don't know what this is like with you, but I've always loved villains that have a helmet as part of their design. Like that's why I love Mysterio from Spider-Man. Right. That's why I love the space cook. Even Captain Cutler to an extent. Yeah. It's not like a traditional dome helmet, but it's like a diver's helmet. Yeah. It just comes back to how simple the design is and how well it works. But that's more to do with the voice acting when it comes to the space cook. I do not envy that actor at all for having to do that creepy laugh. Oh no, I mean, I don't know who they got to do that laugh, but it, it, it you know, it, this is rivaling Mark Hamill Joker laugh 
in iconic laughs from animated television. If you haven't seen the Space Cook episode, go watch that like as soon as you're finished with this because it's a great episode of Scooby Doo. It is that it is a great episode. You know, it's not. There are some episodes of Scooby Doo that you know are not as mo- as not as memorable, but they might have a particularly memorable ghost design. But the episodes themselves are sort of. Eh. But Space Cook in both monster. And episode quality is awesome. I mean, absolutely. Also, one I like now the the episode with the ghost clown. I just watched that, and is... that was you know how much I love Pennywise. But yeah, that was like a whole new level. The episodes, it's weird. It's a very weird episode. Because it's all about hypnosis, and they just get put in, like the characters get the mystery ink, or at least Daphne and Scooby, and I think Shaggy as well, get put in trances by this hypnotic ghost clown who just twirls this gold coin around, and it, it's what what does he say? It's like, look into this coin of gold, and you will do as you are told. Stuff like I think that's that. Exactly what he said. I, I mean, I did watch the episode just earlier today myself. Um, but yeah, it's very. And the guy looks terrifying. I mean, he looks like a scary clown. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you've seen a picture of him now. But he's a creepy looking guy. I don't like clowns as it is. I don't like them. I'm. I. I am. I was. My parents will vouch for this. If they're if if they're listening right now, I was terrified as cl- of clowns as a child, and I'm still not too keen on them. You're gonna have a great time watching the it remake. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, right? Um, things like this keep me awake. I'm pretty sure the ghost clown kept me awake as a child. There's ah. a thing with the ghost clown episode that's kind of different from the most Scooby Doo episodes. Is that we usually meet the guy who is going to turn out to be the villain yeah. later on. Yeah. But in the Ghost Cloud episode, we don't. We just, it's just this really creepy, weird, almost Kubrick esque hypnosis thing with a really creepy, simple looking monster. Yeah. I mean, you know, who is he? I think, I think the Ghost Clown is unmasked as a, a hip, a hip, uh, a hypnotist that worked in that circus. That Harry was... the Hypnosis, I think it was. Um,. But yeah, I'm not. What do you prefer? Do you prefer when you meet the sort of um, who the ghost is beforehand, so you can say, right, they're the ghost. We we can wrap that up 15 minutes before the episode actually ends. Um, or do you prefer it in this way, where it's just like someone that is explained to you by the end? It depends, really, because you know, back in those times, I guess for the time, it would have been kind of more challenging for the target audience to figure out who it was but when you watch it as an adult now it's it's really easy to figure out who the ghost is when they're introducing all the suspects i think that thing kind of works better for the scooby-doo movies which we'll get onto later but it's really a mixed bag for me sometimes i prefer the whole creepy going full horror thing with this like the ghost clown episode does but on the other hand i do like a good mystery yeah i mean absolutely that is 
you know, Mystery Inc. That is what Scooby-Doo is. It is mystery-based with the, the creep factor of stuff like the Ghost Clown, which is also terrifying. Um, I also have written down, um, from where are you, this is gonna go long, this episode. I can tell. We're already at halfway point. But, hey, if you're not bothered by that, I'm fine. We're not even... This is ha- like nostalgia. This, this, this is, is, like this nostalgia. is what this is. Hopefully... All the Scooby-Doo fans out there are loving this. Um, But there's an episode in Where Are You with Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman in the same episode. I have not seen this one. You're going to have to lead me through this. Did you watch this one? This, they... um, the, the, The gang... They they stumble upon a. Oh, they, are they going somewhere? I think they've been invited. I think the castle's called Castle Franken, and it oh, was. Oh God's sake! And it was. That is amazing. Apparently, if I'm remembering this right, because I did watch this one earlier today as well. Uh, it was imported stone by stone from Transylvania to America. Uh, for some reason, and houses Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman. And before going, the gang stumble upon a gypsy woman who tells their fortune of danger. She's pretty creepy. Uh, she's like dressed in red, in it, like a red uh, big cloak with massive gold earrings and a very long grey face. Yeah. Sort of like, mm, my crystal ball, that sort of stuff. I'm just imagining like the evil queen as you're saying that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it's just, it's just like, uh, it's not an, it's not an excellent episode, but probably because of the fact that it's got, it has to balance, try and balance out all these villains in the same one but I mean the the guy who voiced Dracula is just doing a relatively bad Lugosi impression oh well that's going to be hilarious for me to check out after this and now I mean I know that people listening or you even might be thinking of the because there is a wolf man in a different episode of Scooby-Doo who's green oh yes I have seen that one recently too it's not that wolf man this wolfman is is grey. It, it's a different wolfman. So that's kind of it's it's again it's this is you know one of the haunted mansion haunted castle type episodes, but uh, that's pretty fun. And then what else do we have in Where Are You? I think we're still on. I can, I can go off from that actually since you brought up the classic monsters. Absolutely. There is an episode that uh, reimagines one of my favorite novels of all time, and that's Nowhere to Hide, which features the ghost of Mr. Hyde as a jewel thief, yes. and it has Dr. Jekyll in it. Yes. That's a great episode. That is, like, a excellent episode in terms of, like, story and everything. That's not just a creepy design. Um, yeah. Yeah. That- it was a really good reimagining of it, because I believe... Dr. Jekyll in this one 
he says the whole thing like, oh, I might actually be the ghost because of the whole multiple personality thing, but it turns out he's using that as a guise yeah. so he can go rob jewelry stores. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, isn't he supposed to be like the grandson of the original Dr. Jekyll or something like that yeah. as well? Yeah, and I think that was like my first exposure to the Universal Monsters was Jekyll and Hyde. I've right. always been influenced by that. And I went back and read the story and I've yet to see the Universal movie, but I've been told it's great. It is. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously that is, I mean, Hyde in this one is... He's, he's almost got like a Voldemort nose I thought that too and like he is green and he, he basically he looks like Voldemort if Voldemort wore a hat and trench coat well, a hat and trench coat is just a completely creepy image by itself you put anyone in that they're going to look scary I often wear hats and trench coats and so you look pretty scary scare the people of Manchester <laughs> is this what we're going to do if I come to Manchester yeah, walk around in hats in walk around paint our face green and walk around as the reimagining of Mr. Hyde from Scooby Doo. It sounds like a great name, man. I would also like to bring up the Phantom Shadows or the Green Ghosts or whatever you want to call them. They're both the same things. Those things look terrifying. There is obviously there is a picture of them up right now. Um, it's what you imagine when you think of what a ghost looks like. like yeah. The rattling chains and the creepy face thing that look that it's clearly inspired ghost face. It's got yeah. Like that Edward Munch kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not like the more sort of basic bedsheet ghost that we see earlier in the se- in the series. That That's makes. a good episode, but that it is a good episode. Is, that guy's just wearing bed sheets. It's not necessarily a memorable monster, really. It's, I think it might be... It's, it's either like episode three or something like that. Something around then. Um, Hassle in the castle. Hassle in the castle. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, but the, fan, no, the Phantom Shadows are very, very creepy people. And the, sort of, the premise of it is basically house on haunted hill as well the premise of this episode um with the sort of change in the fact that some old guy has left scooby in his will and with a bunch of other like cousins and they all have to come to this house stay a night and then they win their you know portion of the fortune that he's left them and, the, and then the yeah, phantom shadows turn up. My first exposure to those was, they weren't called the phantom shadows, but if you haven't already, if you play video games and you own a PS2, order Scooby-Doo Night of 100 Frights, that monster is a boss fight towards it, and you fight him in a cemetery, and it's just like the perfect setting for that character, and it's yeah. that, that's just a, such a fun game. I can recommend that to anybody. I mean, they they do look like they belong in a cemetery. They're sort of they're like green dementors, but with eyes. Oh, the dementors themselves are terrifying. You give them eyes. That's yeah. Like, that is basically the phantom shadow, or the green ghosts, or whatever you know them as. Um, <laughs> what else have we got? Because we're still not even 
anywhere nearly finished with Where Are You yet. We haven't brought up one of the most iconic Scooby-Doo monsters from Where Are You, and no, that we is haven't. the Creeper. I adore the Creeper. All he does is say, Creeper! Creeper! And he's just hunched over like no one's ever hunched over before. He's more, I'm pretty sure he's more hunched than the hunchback of Notre Dame himself. His looks kind of like a mix of Frankenstein's monster and the hunchback of Notre Dame. It is. It is. I mean, it really is. That is exactly what it is. But it's also, it's, he's, he's sort of, sort of zombie as well. Yeah, with the whole creeper thing. Because he, he just saying. says creeper. That's all he says. And I don't know why he's so. I don't know why he became so iconic, but he's just so memorable. I think it's because the episode as well is also great. It's the title, I think, of the episode which introduced one of Daphne's true phrases. True. Jeepers! It's the creeper. That's just. That's memorable. It is. It's a fantastic episode title for an episode of Scooby Doo. Um, I I think you should know. I mean, you should know what the creeper looks like, even if you're not necessarily a big Scooby Doo fan. But with the big big hands that are just always just uh, in front, and just his his hands seem to be bigger than his head, which is something I like about the creeper. Um, Why has nobody cosplayed as the Creeper? Where are all the Scooby-Doo villain cosplayers? Because there's so much great I'm sure, there. I'm sure there is somewhere. We'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. Get some... Get some good cosplay uh, outfits for Scooby-Doo. I mean, it'd hurt your back being the, <laughs> being the Creeper, really. I'd rather be yeah, like... I mean, I'd rather dress up as Cutler, or he... but that, that would hurt your head. Like wearing that helmet. Not if, not if you made it out of lightweight material. But cosplaying as the creeper would really, really hurt your back. Um... Give us a like if we should do that cosplay as Scooby Doo. Yes, definitely. I, 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 I would do that. I would do that. I would, I would just go about my normal day dressed as that if you wanted me to <laughs> i'm selling myself right now um i'd also like to bring up again for some reason this episode has always stuck with me and it's not even that of a good episode it's not even that of a good monster but it's at scooby's night with a frozen fright I think the title is, and it's just a caveman that's been thawed out and just sort of. It might be because it's there's there's there are some like there's not a lot of snow-based Scooby-Doo episodes, but there's some. I think this is this is definitely the first sort of snowy, icy-based Scooby-Doo episode. Um, I've no idea why this one sticks with me so much. I think it does have something to do with the Chase song. And All those songs sound like they're from Beatles cover bands. Exactly. Scooby-Doo Chase songs, most prevalent in season two of Scooby-Doo Where Are You. 
which every ep every episode I think bar one had a very very sixties chase uh, song like song during the chase. Um, the one from this episode is called Seven Days. Um, please listen. Please listen to that. Please listen to that. It's. I mean, I I don't want to play it now because copyright. But it's an outstandingly 60s song. How, how do you think the band came up with that? Did they just look at like a calendar and think, <laughs> that's what we're going to do? Well, the thing is, all, all the Chase songs sound very, very similar. They're just all bubblegum pop songs. They are, but they're great. <laughs> they're great in that like cheesy way. And I think since you brought up this episode... The caveman is featured a lot in that Scooby-Doo game I brought up, but he's like one of the easiest monsters to defeat. And yeah. I think I know who I'm going to cosplay as now when we're the caveman. The Scooby-Doo thing. Yep. <laughs> I'll grow out my hair, I'll get yeah. a bat. You're going to have to bulk up for the role. Um, do I Do I really, though? Well, you put on, put, on the, put on the extra muscle that the caveman requires. Put on the... Uh, the look at the caveman's biceps, the huge... The thin, yeah, yeah, the scrawny ones. No, um, but yeah, I don't. I I just wanted to bring up that guy because for some reason he sticks with me. Yeah, that's a fun episode. Although, although you are right, it's not one of the most memorable ones. It's, it's not. Just like it's complete fun. It is. Um, I mean, thing. I I've still got three written down from. Scooby-Doo, where are you? There's only two short seasons of this show, and I've still got three memorable ghosts for me written down. One of which I know you like is the Headless Spectre. I was just gonna bring him up because that was the episode that I watched so many times as a kid because it was the only one available on my Scooby-Doo DVD. Right. And that also has a great song in it. Oh, they all have great songs in. All of these are great songs. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the song from the Headless Spectre episode. To be honest, it's called "Love the World." Right. Um. But he's got he's got a cool design to him. I mean, he is just headless, but he's sort of, his outfit and he carries a candle, and it's kind of that's kind of cool. I always wondered that, like you know how you unmask these villains when they unmask. Unmask the headless spectre. He literally just pulls his head up through the suit, and I'm like, "Were you just wearing that over your face for the whole episode?" Oh, that's the thing is that is so that is such a Hanna Barbera thing to do. It's just I can imagine the sound effect right now. It's just like boop, pops his head just hovers, and then he just goes. I wouldn't have gotten away with it. I don't know what he sounds like. But, this um, was one of those uh, rare episodes where the headless spectre actually wasn't the villain of the episode. He was just trying to guard his yeah. rightful treasure. Yeah. There's another bad guy in it who's wearing bed sheets again for some reason. A forgettable what with, villain. What, what is it with Scooby-Doo villains and bed sheets? I don't know. They like they like they like the bed sheet villain. They have to have one bed sheet villain for every creeper. Um, 
But yeah, the headless spectre, he's a cool looking guy. And that episode is again that is a pretty damn good episode of Scooby Doo. Uh, it's got all those haunted house things yeah. and a ghost that's just a balloon. Which has become every Halloween decoration yeah. since. Yeah. Which is just cool. A ghost that's a balloon. I love it. Put a sheet, put a tablecloth over a balloon. There you go, there's your ghost. Halloween, Halloween parties when you're six years old. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Love it. Um, I think I can guess what your next monster is. Well, I am going. I am sort of trying to go in some sort of chronological order. Guess. Your next monster is the Witch Doctor. It is the Witch Doctor, because the Witch Doctor, I, I stand by this. I think the Witch Doctor has the coolest design of any of the Scooby-Doo Where Are You monsters. It's probably the most comfortable design too. That looks like a really nice robe. It does. It's a lovely, lovely pink robe. And the the mask is very creepy. It goes back to like that tribal It is. It, it, this is like tribal, tribal horror. Like, they go to, I think it's, it's in Hawaii, isn't it? The episode. Yes, I, I always got uh, Witch Doctor confused with Ghost of Geronimo. Yeah. Never brought up. Yeah. They look very similar. He's the he's got he's got sort of a, a purple mask, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. And I think that's the I think that's the right one. But yeah, the you know the Witch Doctor is the pink, pink clad guy, who um, does a really weird dance. Very weird dance, as you would expect. You know, a tribal Witch Doctor in a Scooby-Doo episode to do but I just think he's he's got one of the coolest designs of all Scooby-Doo villains really you know when you see the Witch Doctor in Night of a Hundred Frights whenever you like look at him or where he's at he's one of the villains that you just take down like uh, any other opponent he's constantly doing the Witch Doctor dance (laughs) (laughs) oh dear now I'm just imagining every Scooby-Doo monster just doing just what they're famous for because they they all have at least at least you know the more memorable ones they all have you know sort of one aspect to them that yeah that's what he did or yeah that's what he did like the ghost clown with his spinning coin or the space cook's laugh or charlie's walk or you know creepers creeper I mean, I also, I also wanted to bring up the wax phantom. The one that they defeat by cracking him open. That's yeah, just, that's just perfect. I, I like. I'm a big fan of wax museums. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan. Like, I'm not necessarily talking about Madame to Swords or anything like that. I'm talking about creepy, like wax museums that where the wax figures don't look right at all and they have like one eye bigger than the other uh, that's definitely <laughs> what the wax phantom has he, he reminds me a bit of clayface yeah I, I have i have that i have that written down he does he does resemble clayface from batman except he's not brown he's greenish gray white and, and I, I, 
that's like a TV episode, isn't it? They're on like a TV crew. Yeah, oh, is it? Is it not? Is it radio? It's either radio or TV. It's something like that. Well, those are always really fun episodes. Yeah, and then he speaks as well. He speaks. The Wax Phantom actually is one that speaks, and I don't. You don't necessarily expect him to speak, but he's got a very. He, he's got the voice you expect him to have. I'm guessing like really deep kind of yeah. moany kind of thing. Yeah, it's a very moany deep voice. Um, I, if. If I can think of a quote right now, I'll try and say it, but I can't, so I won't. Um, but yeah, the Wax Phantom is. Um, I I wanted to bring him up because he he looks cool, and I like Wax. I like House of Wax. Vincent Price's House of Wax. Um, I'll Thank be, God you said Vincent Price's. I oh, thought you meant oh, Paris. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not Paris Hilton's. Obviously, Vincent Price's House of Wax, um, because I I just like the idea of horror in wax museums. I think that's very very interesting. So and they do bring that aspect into a later Scooby Doo film, which I'm sure we're going to get onto much much oh, later. Oh yes, much much later. Considering how long are we on now? Fifty minutes. Where are you? Yeah. Um, do you have anything else from Where Are You? Because I have actually, would you believe it, spoken all about Where Are You that I want to speak about. Uh, not from Where Are You. I don't have any more ones that stick out particularly. Unless we want to go back to Bedsheets Phantom, then... I mean, we've talked about Bedsheets Phantom as much as you can talk about Bedsheets Phantom. He is a phantom that wears bedsheets that tells them to get off the island. Yeah, it's a good episode that that suffers from a. It would be an excellent episode if it had a uh, you know particularly if it, had if it had the Phantom Shadow in it, which is why the Phantom Shadows episode, aside from the fact that it is House on Haunted Hill, two point oh, oh yeah. um, is just a great episode anyway. Um, Yes, we've mentioned the fact that the Chase songs are all awesome and very 60s. And, um, yeah, you, we, we've reached... You like the Beatles, you'll like it. We've reached the year 1970. We're 51 minutes into this, and we've reached the year 1970. Dude, I could go so much <laughs> longer talking about this. Um, I, think, I think we're going to. I mean, following on from Scooby-Doo Where Are You you had something that I don't necessarily want to talk about for a great deal because it's just a bit silly you had something called the new Scooby-Doo movies which every episode had a celebrity or pop culture guest star I think that's because Scooby-Doo Where Are You was had low ratings at the time so they thought those guest stars would bring it up I mean it I, I, I you know it certainly helped Scooby-Doo develop into something that is still getting things made um, but when you have Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin and Scooby-Doo meets Josie and the Pussycats and the Harlem Globetrotters which is a personal favourite um, I'm surprised they never did Scooby-Doo meets the Beatles I'm, so, I'm very surprised they, they probably couldn't get the Beatles they were too big by they then. probably couldn't get the Beatles that's why uh, actually 
what what year was um it was like early 70s yeah the new scooby-doo movies was 1972 to 73 when did the beatles split i don't know i all i remember is that john lennon died in 1980 so some sometime before that yeah i think i the think ghost of john lennon that could have been a great episode. oh god that'd have been dark <laughs> Put Scrappy Doo in there as well, just because it was oh. that era. Can we please keep Scrappy Doo away from anything? Yeah, we're not going to touch. That was that's the only mention we're going to have of them. We're not going to touch. We're not. We're not going to talk about him. Forget. Forget. We even said that. Um, Sco- Scooby Doo also meets the Three Stooges in this oh, series. And... You think that would work? <laughs> it's it's all very ridiculous. There's no sort of mem the guest stars are the memorable parts of this there's nothing else that's particularly memorable about it um who would be your ideal guest star for one of those episodes god from that time from the early 70s i don't know scooby-doo mystery inc meets marvin gay (laughs) right after i I knew you were heading there right after coming off of what's going on uh you know, put the um, no. That wouldn't work at all. <laughs> I I would love to see Scooby Doo meets David Bowie. Oh he's quite God, yeah, that could work. That could that is one that could actually have worked. I think. Um, they also had Dick Van Dyke guest star oh, that, that on one awesome. of these. Uh, I think that was the last episode of the uh, the new Scooby Doo movies. Uh, you know, of course, after Dick Van Dyke, they went, oh, no more of this, let's cancel it. Yep, and <laughs> a few layers, years later, when they did the updated Scooby-Doo, they had Panic at the Disco as their guest star. Oh, no. Which, I love that band, but they're not right for Scooby-Doo. That doesn't work at all. Anyway. Should we get on to the Scooby-Doo show? The Scooby-Doo show, which... Guys, we were not kidding when we said we went long on this episode. That is why it's cut into two parts. This will be the end of part one. Um, but part two will be uh, out next Sunday. So keep a lookout for that, definitely. And being that this is the end of this particular episode, you can uh, check me out on Twitter at the Purple Dawn. Check nolan out at nolan dean 27 uh follow the podcast itself at horror house pod hashtag horror house pod to talk to us all about scooby-doo um specifically scooby-doo where are you which was the vast majority of this uh episode um but yeah uh look back out for next week's uh episode scooby-doo part two um, talking the Scooby-Doo show and some of the animated movies and what's a bit of what Scooby-Doo's doing these days. So, uh, yeah, keep a lookout for that. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, guys, and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>